Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hello, Susan. Hi, and we have a guest. We have a special guest. Uh, And do you want me to to introduce this person? Yes. Because, you know, I know that um, I enjoy uh, trying to learn uh, uh, languages and accents and pronunciations and and you don't enjoy that as much. Oh so. no, I do enjoy it. I'm just bad at it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do the. Try. I'll do the. Uh, I'll do the title though. Okay, I'll do the name. You do the title, and then our guest will tell us if we screwed everything up royally. So we have as a guest today, Ewan Banson, uh, and his title is. So he he is the co-founder and head of InUse, and I can already tell you when you when he said it, it sounded different. I know, I know. (laughs) Hi, yeah. (laughs) Hi, hi, guys. How are you? All right. Now, would you pronounce your name for everyone so at least they hear it correctly? Well, it's Johan Bantson. Johan Bantson. Yeah, I I think you you did a good job, Susan. Yeah, I did an okay job for an American. Well, no, 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 no. Or, or for those those tonal uh, things don't exist in English, so don't feel too bad. I know that's what I said. Anyway, well, you said an American, but oh, English. I did yes. a good job in English. Yes. Anyway, welcome to our podcast, and you are. We're talking to you from uh, Varberg, Sweden, right? Yes, that's correct. Where um, Guthrie and I have been because we came to visit you. Yeah, super nice. Last summer. Uh... And I've been meaning to ask you, did you ever make that potato casserole that I, I hashed together a recipe for you? The, you uh, try to yes, make it? I did. It wasn't quite as wonderful as when you guys made it, but it was very good. So you uh, <laughs> and had us over. Uh, we were doing a, a little tour of Sweden last June, almost exactly a year ago. And uh uh, he had us over to his place in Varberg and, and made us this. I, I still talk about this to people because the first thing you did when we got there was you made a, um, you gave us a, a what you called, I think, a, a typical midsummer lunch. Yeah. Which it was, was uh, herring, pickled yeah. herring and these little small potatoes and sour cream and some kind of liqueur that was great. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> it had it had various herbs and spices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, snaps. Uh, okay. Sweet, sweet snaps. Scone, I think. Scone. And actually. then, uh, and then we went and walked around um, Varberg, which is a really interesting small city that. Um, face it for those of you who don't know sweden i mean if for those of you who do this is probably boring but for the rest of you um the city uh is is on the sea uh kind of facing um denmark and uh well it's facing it's facing west yeah Yeah. well i just remember the denmark thing because we walked around that very old um so it doesn't necessarily so that's that that is geographically i I'm going to protest because Denmark You're would right. be to the south. Right. But if but if there was an an an, an invasion of wooden ships from Denmark, yes, that's what I meant. They they would we come went, the that they would from come that from there. Yes. So we we uh, walked around that fort for, or fortification from like the 1200s or something. Yep. Very old building was beautiful. It was interesting and beautiful. Then we went back and they fed us more food. They did this gigantic. Uh, uh, cookout and it was really wonderful and they had this um you guys had this potato casserole dish that was unbelievable uh and i i emailed later and and asked for the recipe and was told that they didn't have one they just made it but they figured one out for us sent it to us and um the reason it was so wonderful is it's full of cream that's what i decided <laughs> potatoes yeah, and cream, cream right and garlic yeah yeah, it was and some, some garlic and salt yeah, and pepper. Yeah, it's so, great. Yeah. So everyone listening to the podcast um, should show up at John's <laughs> house, and uh, they'll make the, they'll make a big batch. But anyway, that was a really we really enjoyed uh, visiting you and meeting your family there. And uh, um, let's talk just a little bit about 
um, we got so much stuff we can talk about. Uh, you live in and often work out of Varberg, but the your co-founder and head of In Use, which is not based in Varberg, really, right? No, so we have three offices uh, in Sweden, uh, Malmö, Gothenburg, and Stockholm, and then a very, very tiny office in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, where Guthrie happened to be yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, I was. I passing just passing yeah. through the airport. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you guys do, well, I, all right, give us the, the. I mean, I, I, we could probably, you could probably talk about this for a long time, but give us a, a, a little introduction to the company. You started it, you're a co-founder. So when was it that you started it and, mm. and what does the company do? And then we'll launch from there. Yeah, so it, uh, back in 2002, uh, I started to get together with some some friends, and uh, I'm, I'm guessing your audience is, is uh, quite versed in, in UX and service design. So, uh, so uh, less some than, of them are less than you think. Actually, some of them are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, we get a mix. That's, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's sort of the core of what we do anyway. Um, so so we we. we uh, um, we, we try to provide our clients with, with services that's sort of a mix between um, business design, service design, and uh, UX design. Uh, we work both with, uh, with uh, the digital side and also now since November of last year, we, we uh, also have a lot of uh, industrial designers uh, and close access to architects and other interesting people to work with. So. Uh, applying our skills in a pretty pretty broad context. And I know that you have some, um, you have of at least one large and maybe some other clients in the U.S. I assume you have clients in in Sweden. Do you have? Is it mainly you know Sweden and then a little bit U.S. or are you all over Europe or? Uh, well, it's it's mainly companies based in Sweden. So in the U.S., we we work mostly with Panasonic. Um, in, in Sweden, we have a lot of different companies, uh, most of the big ones like uh, uh, Sony, for example, for uh, like IKEA, uh, and yeah, they're the other guys. Um, uh, and and so. the other thing you do is this wonderful conference, which is actually how we met you, mm-hmm. um, called From Business to Buttons, which you, you just recently had your 2018 conference, right? Yeah, we did. We had a fantastic time this time at Circus, uh, uh, rather a nicer venue than when we had you over, actually. So I thought the venue we we were at was really nice. (laughs) Well, you should check out the the movies from this one. So there's this really lovely movie with Yard Spool that we just uh, released. He did a a great job, as always, uh, uh, capturing the audience attention for for uh, almost a full hour, uh, never letting them go for a second. So, wow! Can include the link in the show notes, I guess. All right, yeah, we'll definitely include that link. And it's a great it's a great conference. Um, we were we really enjoyed being there. You guys treat your um, your speakers like royalty. I I, <laughs> I would I would recommend for our listeners. Uh, who want, would like to know more, we actually did a podcast, I don't know, a year or two ago, um, summarizing our, our, our trip. To oh, we did. And, to, to business and buttons in particular. But that was, that was the, that was not the trip last year, but the trip uh, two years ago. So, yeah. so no need to summarize. I, they, they should, uh, they should just go listen to, to that, uh, that, that entire podcast. Yeah. We talked about the, the speeches and, and everything else. So, um, and and we made some wonderful friends over there that have continued to be friends. So I uh, it's it's you guys definitely you rank. Mean, uh, you mean Al Gore or? <laughs> yes, Al Gore. And Al I. and I play. Uh, oh, I was I was gonna <laughs> say I was ping pong. Uh, okay, yes, ping pong. <laughs> no, you don't. Do you guys yeah, do you guys it, know uh, like what squash or handball? Is that is that? Do you know yeah, what that yeah. sport is? Oh well, it's two different sports, at least here. Yeah. Okay, so you have you guys have both of those. I didn't I didn't know if that was some weird. You, were you about thing. to say you play squash with Al? Yeah, me and Al we do, oh. we do squash uh, no, Wednesdays yeah. at about six thirty. <laughs> no, I really I have enjoyed since that trip and the visit to the conference two years ago. I very much enjoyed saying things like, 
Yes, I I opened. I was the opening speaker at a conference, and Al Gore was the closing speaker. Like you know, and I think there was you know, and at one point there was this photo. Um, I mean, a screenshot from at the website where you had like me, a photo of me next to a photo of Al Gore. I definitely got a screenshot of that. So um, that was yeah, that was very. Uh, I, well, you were both fun. fantastic on that conference. So so, uh, so happy to have you both. Um. Thank you. We were we were glad to be there. So, um, uh, do you what, do you know anything about next year's conference yet, or are you still just recuperating from this year's? No, we're actually uh, planning it. So we're we're about to set on a date, and um, I'm actually, if I may, use your podcast to to ask for ask people to send me recommendations for for speakers. Oh, great! Okay, yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So Where we'll, should they send them? They should send them to my email address that you could include in the show. We'll include well. it in the in the podcast notes. Uh, and, uh, and I'm, so, what's 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 most often quite hard is to find uh, speakers from Asia, Africa, and South America. So, I would be especially interested in in people wanting to talk about uh, business design, service design, user experience design from uh, those uh, areas. Uh, Asia, so Africa, we, or South America. Yeah. Well, Great. of course, I'm open to other suggestions as well, but those are those are the ones that are easier. hard to find. Yeah, yeah, you're you're plugged into U.S. and Europe and and pretty, UK pretty much, yeah. probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we I'll we'll think about that. We might actually know one or two people from from some of those other continents. So mm -hmm. yeah, if you got anybody who's listening have ideas for great speakers for the for the conference, uh, let you know. Um, and you're probably going to do it next April? Yes, uh, sometime uh, mid or actually maybe yeah, earlier in April, so a bit earlier than we have done okay. previously. Yeah. Although we did enjoy the when we came over the second time, which was a year ago, and we were there in June. And uh, I remember, because, um, you know, I live in, in – central Wisconsin, which is pretty far north. But I remember we were in Stockholm last June and like we were in the hotel and still getting over jet lag and stuff. And I think it was like late at night and we were doing some work and I looked up and I realized it was 11 o'clock at night, but it was still light out Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I hadn't realized just, you know, how far north you are. Uh, so that's kind of if if you have a conference in June in April and you don't get to experience the fun, uh, almost light all night long. That's true, but in in June all the Swedes are heading off to to vacation. I won't be yeah. getting back until mid August. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, okay. It's a well, bad time yeah. To have a conference. Yeah. So um, you had mentioned before we got going when we were doing sound checks. Uh, you had mentioned something that I'd like to ask you about because you had said you'd listened to our podcast that we did recently on the culture of trust. Yeah. And that uh, I, wrote, I wrote down a little note which said, uh, focus on money slash value-driven company. Yeah. So, so tell, what, what was your, you had some kind of thought or reaction to, to that podcast episode. Tell us about that. Well, basically that the reasoning is very much about how to, how to maximize the, the profit or the gains. And uh, I think the best way to do that is not to, to, to maximize on the profit or the gains, but, but instead to, to have a, have a, a very firm core, core values that you try to drive your, your business towards. And uh, when you are successful, you will have uh, more earnings than you would have had if you'd only tried to optimize on the uh, on the money. To get, so, so uh, that's, you know, the, the, you're talking to people from the U.S., but I think the culture here is a little different than Sweden. So mm -hmm. give us an example of, of what you mean. So, you know, just give us an example of, you know, uh, uh, yeah. either a real or a fictitious company, and 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 how and what value driven would be. Yeah. So, so uh, we started this company in two thousand and two, and and we've always always uh, optimized and maximized to make uh, 
as big as big as big a difference as we can uh, in three different dimensions for people and for for businesses for our clients and uh, also for society when we have an opportunity to work with, with those kinds of projects um and and for us that becomes uh, a very much of a north star if you like or some something to to guide all decisions both big and small um and I think that that helps you from uh, trying to make like like quick wins when you make uh, short-sighted decisions to to optimize on 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 money and and instead trying to bring bring uh, or build uh, long-term value for for both you and your company or colleagues and and for everybody that you're you're working with. Uh, and I'm I'm pretty sure that if we had tried to do this uh, in this field. Uh, sort of aiming uh, for the money, we had never gotten this far. Uh, we would have stumbled somewhere uh, halfway and we would have fallen. So, Well, there's a, you know, in the United States, I, I, I definitely agree. And um, if you look at successful companies in the United States, a lot of them, they often, uh, in, in the most profitable companies, they often follow that exact idea that, if we if we get our business right, then the money will appear. Yeah. And, the, and the best example I believe is Amazon, which um, you know Susan had Amazon stock from back in the early days, and they would ha- send out the investor reports. And I th- I still have Amazon stock. Yeah. Oh, great. So I mean, how many years did it? Uh, well, I made the mistake. I bought it when it when they went. I bought it with the IPO and then sold, yeah, sold it. it. Well, yeah, that you was, don't. That was the big mistake. Well, and, you... but then I did buy it again, so I still have. So, it. Yes. but I mean, they they famously did not make a profit for how how many years? A long time. A, a decade. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have you to know? look it up. So yeah, they they just they continually lost money, and they they said, hey. Listen, uh, we're 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 making this um, business system function as best we can, and they're they're a little different because their job is to, you know, move things around. Um, yeah. But but like we don't we don't care. We're not just not going to care. Of course, now they're they're you know one of the largest and most profitable companies in the world. Um, but, yeah. All right. All right. But I have some but, questions about this. Yes, I have questions about this because so there's there's um, I have kind of two different sets of questions. One is uh, when we talk about being value driven, are we talking about I mean, if you take Amazon as an, as an example, and I don't know, I've actually done a little bit of work for Amazon, but I cannot say that you know I totally I totally know what their corporate values are and what they, you know, say they are. And when you come as, as an employee, you know, what you believe their values are, any of that. But if we just look for a second at, uh, you know, we can say, well, they're, you know, they, they weren't just about making money in the short term. You know, they were establishing a, uh, you know, they were really focused on the business and the algorithms and, you know what would make them succeed um, uh, in their core business, whatever they believed that was. That's like one set of values, but it's different to have values which say things like, you know, we're going to, uh, uh, you know, make the world a better place by doing this, or we're going to provide, uh, you know, a, 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 a special human-centered workplace. You know, I mean, there's like there's like business values and then there's human centered values, which can work yeah. together, but aren't exactly the same thing. That was, that's, that's my first question area that I'd like you guys to talk about. And then the second one is, you know, is there a difference in this between, um, public companies and private companies? Because in my experience, you know, if you're a publicly held company and you have shareholders, there's very much a, a pressure for short-term gain, mm. uh, 
you know, even though, even if the people at the company know that, you know, they need to make certain decisions for the long term, there's always that pressure to create profits for the next quarter. Yeah. So, so uh, the way we go about this anyway, uh, is, is that we, we are making a difference in, in three different perspectives. So, so when we talk about the, the people perspective or the human perspective, it's mainly about making everyday life easier and more fun. Um, so uh, in in all the different design work we do, that's that's what we always try to to optimize. Uh, and so so this this project will will this help people in in any way? Uh, then we could take it on, and if it wouldn't, then then we we won't. Um, and we don't do do any work with weapons or or with, with uh, those kinds of companies either. Uh, and we we also believe that if, if we're going to to say that we we are making a difference then we also need to, to measure this so so every year we we measure how many people's lives we have uh, affected and 2017 that was uh, 70 million people who are using the, the products and the services that we designed uh, last year um, so, so that's sort of one dimension for us that's important that's um, pretty cool that you actually uh, so someone's job is to calculate that all I like that yeah, I think it's 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 hard to sort of be to actually drive anything you know, towards anything if you don't keep track of how well you're doing. So, um, and the other perspective, I mean, for for business or for 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 the clients, that's much easier because that's I mean that's that's what everybody is doing in a way. But it's it's um, uh, as a design company with with uh, maybe a lot of people who, who who want to work with design but uh, who are not always that business verse or business versatile it's it's uh, important to to sort of frame all design work in in what kind of business value this is providing for for the client uh, is it is this helping to increase revenue or decrease cost or increase new business uh, or increase existing business or or just increasing shareholder values these five are, are just uh, stolen from the art school that's his five uh, categories for for business I think in, in Sweden we could also make a case, actually, even though I'm not sure that Yard would agree, that um, that uh, at least government institution uh, institutions would also um, be driven towards uh, creating uh, a perceived great service for 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 uh, all inhabitants or or their, their the citizen citizens. Um, so so that's sort of the, the second thing. Everybody who works with a project must know what kind of, of contribution from a business perspective that they have uh, in, in uh, or have to aim towards in this project. So what happens um, if, um, you know, some, you know, you're a pro, uh, someone in charge of something comes to you and says, hey, uh, we got this, we got this cool project with this nonprofit that would help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and they have like the most measly little nothing budget. Mm -hmm. uh, how how do you figure out? I mean, how do you figure out how many man hours? And I mean, you you got you got staff to pay. Uh, you got taxes to to pay. Um, yeah. How, how do you are. figure out how to balance uh, making sure that you have the resources to? Uh, to to implement your mission and implement the mission, even if it might might not be profitable. So so basically, we implement the mission in, in all the assignments we select to work with, with all the clients we select to work with. Uh, so so just because you want to do good things doesn't mean that you have to work with uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, we do that as, as well, uh, and we set aside a budget for for doing that uh, every year. Um, it's not much, but it's something that helps us to to take on some a few assignments where we could so, actually. So you think about it ahead of time, and then you budget accordingly, and then yeah. and then you can you know okay okay. So you so you so you have a, like a firm grip on exactly you know where how how much uh, stuff that that you can afford to do at at low cost. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Sure. I mean, we we are a company with 130 employees, and 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 uh, the uh, what's well, there's a turnover in English, I guess, 20 million dollars. 
So, so it's a fairly large uh, company nowadays. So we need to have a firm grip of, of our finances, of course, otherwise it wouldn't work. <laughs> but but I, I think my, my point is not, <laughs> it's not actually the, the NGOs and, and, and those kinds of, of organizations. It, it's, I mean, in, in all the assignments, working for, for any company, you can sort of use, use these as, as, a, as a guiding, uh, guiding principles. Sure. Um, and, and the third dimension, we talked about you know, people and we talked about business. And the third is for society uh, at large. And that's, I mean, it's two dimensions, of course. It's one, one thing is that we, um, as a company and as individuals working at Inus, we, we have a responsibility to, to act in a responsible way and to, to think about um, how we do things and, and uh, what we do uh, to, to, to be responsible towards the society. Do you guys but um, also, do you guys ever do yeah. uh, government contracts? Yes. So that that might be that's almost kind of perfect, where it could be both lucrative and uh, helpful to society all at the same time. Yeah, uh, definitely could. Uh, now, government in uh, <laughs> it doesn't they don't pay very well, but <laughs> it's uh, it's fun uh, to work with anyway. So different than the U.S. government, those government contracts over here are often. Um, Often very, very, very lucrative. Okay. So, they uh, there's a whole. Well, well, I won't. I don't need to talk about the whole industry buying government contracts. But... Okay, so <laughs> no, no, a little, little bit different. Sweden, anyway. Yeah. And I, I guess the second thing, uh, part about uh, the society, the society bit, is to try to to. You don't have to to always work with only companies that are, are the best in sustainability or whatever but but it's nice to work with companies who are sustainability aware and to, who are sort of trying to make things better in, in all the three different dimensions uh, so so uh, being able to to uh, sort of work towards uh, helping them become more sustainable in in this in the work we do uh, that, that's a nice thing I mean, the, the the smallest example would be just to to help them steer steer away from from these dark patterns in in uh, whenever you have a checkout or whatever, uh, and and uh, talking about long term value instead in in, in uh, customer loyalty and, and brand building uh, instead of trying to to get someone to buy something that they really don't need. Well, um, I mean. It's, it's so funny because if you go around and you talk to people who, I guess I'll say specialize in business, go to MBA school, which is a, a there's a, there's a um, do you know what an MBA is? Do they have? Yes. That? Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. Right. So, you know, you get your pe- people who study business. Um, the smart plays, almost always they'll tell you are long-term strategy plays like that's where Mm -hmm. the payoff is is putting in the long-term investment in brand loyalty customer loyalty uh product development uh product quality the the long-term uh long-term uh projects that like that's where the big payoffs are and Mm -hmm. of course most a lot of businesses will focus exclusively on short-term (laughs) <laughs> payoffs. I mean, even even in a sm- not yeah. even in a big company that's trying to you know. So in the United States, um, if you are a publicly traded company, your uh, you know in your charter in your mission may be to make the world a better place, but it's also to maximize value to our shareholders. Uh, but mm-hmm. even in a in a private company where you don't have to deal with any of that stuff, you know, basically you know have have revenue reports or any anything like that. Um, you know, you get it's it's the it's the choice architecture of the director, and he just wants to get a nice bonus this year, or do a good job, or not get fired. Um, and he's got a certain you know there are like three numbers that he's basically evaluated his performance on, and the numbers are usually you know monetary based, and mm-hmm. if he can make you know uh, these numbers happen, or maybe his what is it the I can uh, the MPS score, uh, yeah, and yeah, net promoter score. Uh, you know, he that's one of the cut. So if that goes up like point two points, you know, mm-hmm. he gets this you know big raise, or you know, she, she's able to uh, make the make her boss happy, or you know, something like that, right? Yeah. 
but and and so whatever that can happen to to boost their metrics in that mm-hmm. moment you know that's what's rewarded whereas um of course the smart way to do things is you'll you'll be you know you're you'll be compensated based on what the net promoter score is two years from now because of the groundwork you're putting in now that then will pay off later but of course um companies rarely focus on that long on that long-term uh scale it's hard yeah uh, it's hard perhaps i don't know I, of, of course what you you get what you measure and uh yeah. by the way you should have yard school on the show talking about net promoter score that's uh, that's, uh, <laughs> uh that's a sure hit oh uh, yeah i mean i only but, bring it up because uh basically <laughs> we, we've just done a string of project proposals um, with various yeah. companies and basically the the only the, the, the only thing that they are concerned with is moving the net promoter score up at any <laughs> using any hook or trick any or means necessary any means they necessary. really don't care just they, move they just the number move up. the number <laughs> that's, that's super interesting <laughs> um well it's it, it's the kind of the same as uh, uh i mean net promoter score has just taken the place of other, I personally think net promoter score is really brilliant. Um, when, when I first learned about it, I was like, wow, that's like a really, not to say it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but to be able to boil the customer experience down to such a small uh, question or questions, I, I thought was like, whoa, that's like super smart. But it doesn't mean that that's We're super stupid if it doesn't work. Well, well, it, <laughs> well exactly. It's, I mean, I think it's an it's, it's an easy thing to package and sell to management, I guess. But well, they but were I, they were doing cute little simple things to package and management before, and that mm-hmm. were at least at least I think Net Promoter Score maybe has a chance of capturing something, as opposed to. I don't know, clicks on a page, which which is usually a function of how bright the button is and not actually whether someone wants to purchase or not. So anyways, that's, but yes. So yeah, so, uh, what, you, what you need to do, of course, is to, to sort of look at these core, core values uh, from a business perspective. Uh, is this about decreasing cost or increasing revenue, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and then, and then form a uh, hypothesis for this project. Okay, so how can this product contribute to to one or several of these? And um, just just when we started out in use, actually, I had a meeting with a CEO uh, for a company. He was I was sort of I noticed how he was placing me in sort of the the the, the field of the softies working with user friendliness, etc. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so so I told him, well, you know, I hate people, but I love money. And the only way that I'm going to make you rich is is to make sure that you actually care for these people and make sure that they have a great tool to work with. Otherwise, you will never get the money you dream of. So of mm. course, I don't hate people. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I, I'm not obsessed with money. So, but but I, I think it's it's important sometimes to remind these uh, some people at least that that I mean we are we are working with with people and and the only way that that uh, the goals for these companies is going to be reached is, is that if we can either affect their behavior in, in, in some uh, sense or way. And, and the best way of doing that is often to, to, to make things work smoother or give them a better experience, et cetera, make them, make them more happy, basically. Um, so, so these goals are very rarely in contradiction. I mean, it, it's, it, it might be a matter of, of having a structure to, to, convince or to prove to to uh, to these uh, people who have not realized this yet that that there is a, a connection between this uh, but we have we have some some tools for doing that that really for us work really well uh, can, so can i have you just for our audience sake can you give an um, example or two of of what your projects look like like what kind of stuff um you guys are actually working on yeah, sure. Um, so uh, uh, let's just do one example that I think captures uh, the, the, all of these dimensions, basically. So we're working for a pharmaceutical company, uh, and uh, we're working with with uh, uh, people who have asthma 
uh, and uh, this company has. Uh, 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 wait, at, what was that? Asthma? asthma. Oh, okay. Yes, asthma. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. So it's a breathing condition. Um, so so um, this company has this uh, this molecule that they are are selling. Uh, and, and of course, molecules are, are uh, nice to sell, but the patents run out, and 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 of, of course, there's pirate drugs that that uh, can come in and, and take a, a big chunk of your market before the patent run out, runs out. Uh, anyway, so so that, that's a, a really strong now drive within within from the pharma industry to, to sort of package medicine together with uh, with the services. Uh, and then together with with like apps and stuff. So um, we've been helping uh, this company with with sort of creating a, a, a service that consists of both as a smart inhaler, which has some some technology and it talks to to some sensors in it, and it talks to the to your smartphone, uh, and and so it keeps track on when you're taking the medication uh, and and how you're taking it, etc. Uh, and you can see uh, how you follow follow your progress and, and uh, when you take the medication on your app, and at the same time your physician can also see uh, how you use this uh, uh, this uh, medication um, uh, if you're using it correctly, etc. Uh, so so that's pretty cool. In this case, yeah. So so in this case we we are helping uh, both the people uh, with this condition to. To, to feel better, um, to live a, a more healthy life, uh, helping them to, to be able to, to self-analyze uh, and, and track back if they haven't been feeling that well. And also just to, you, you know, when you've been to the doctors and he asks you, oh, have you been taking your medication in the way you're supposed to? So, so, and, and of course, you, you never really know, but you say, yeah, I guess. Uh, and now, of course, you, you both of you have have the uh, the, the, the truth or the, the exact way that you have been taking the medication, and you can adjust the the uh, the dosage, etc. Uh, uh, if it really needs adjusting, and not just because you skipped your your meds. Um, and and of course, from a business perspective, uh, this is a, an opportunity to to create a better relationship between uh, the patient and and the product. So that you won't want to switch to to a, a, a generica option uh, when it becomes available, um, and of course, from a society perspective, we need to keep people healthy, right? So that they don't have to go to the hospital uh, because they haven't been taking the medication the way yeah. they're supposed to. A absolutely. So, so this this brings value for for people and for business and for society. So I think that's it. Good example of all that. That's it. That's that's a that's a that's an excellent example. So it's like um, so you guys work with a lot of different companies who are doing stuff that um, would perhaps touch users and customers in in ways that that the that uh, that the company by itself uh, would do a, a less optimal job of um, of of talking to. Is that yeah? So, so most of them are. Yeah, well, so, so some of our clients have uh, have uh, UX and service design expertise, uh, uh, but they need more expertise. Don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> sometimes yes, and sometimes <laughs> they are. So sometimes our clients are really really good at this. I mean, we're, we're working with some some service oriented companies in in finance, etc. And then it's mostly a, a matter of, of uh, coming into the organization and then. And maybe helping them with some resources, or, or sometimes helping them change the way they're working. So, 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 so it could both be from just just helping them with, with getting things done, and otherwise, sort of rearrange how, how. Hey, I just had an idea. But, but maybe more often we work with. Yeah. No, go ahead. Finish Shoot. your sentence. <laughs> but maybe more often we work with with companies. Uh, like like the one I, I described now, where we sort of can can provide a full service um, and, and taking into account both like physical things like the um, inhaler and and the, the app and uh, the the sort of the meeting between the physician and the and the patient. Uh, so, so taking care of all these different aspects in in the design work. 
Right, so, so, so I have a question. I, here, I have an idea, and and it might sound a little crazy, but um, I'd like to get both of you guys' take on it. Fire away. So, <laughs> well, you know, I think sometimes over the the many years uh, of working in this field, you know, Guthrie, we we talk about the the return on investment of UX, and we know that you know. It's a, people are always interested in that topic and and we talk it seems like we spend a fair amount of time and energy you know trying to uh, convince uh, people in these businesses that uh, paying attention to the user experience uh, of your product or service um, you know is a good thing to do and why it's a good thing to do and so on and I was just thinking as as you guys were talking, you know, maybe that's the wrong approach and maybe we should use, um, you know, what we know about human psychology and scarcity and so on. And instead of us pitching to the clients, maybe they have to pitch to us. It's like, you know, we'll, we'll consider taking you on if, mm-hmm. if you sure. can show us that, uh, you know, where how this is of value to to your business, how this is of value to people, how this is of value to society. You know, we have we have criteria of the what we're going to work on, and there's you know uh, some scarcity in 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 our resources and and our time, yeah. and therefore you know we we only want to work with projects and people that uh, you know are really committed to making a difference. And sure. and then they have to pitch to us about why we should take them on as a client. No, I like it. It's it's the classic. Uh, <laughs> it's it's the it's, classic. We're too busy for you. We are in uh, such high demand that. No, but I know, I know, and I and I said say kind of tongue in cheek about you know using like the it. scarcity principle. But on the other hand, you know it, it. I mean, being serious about it, you know it's it's. It's just a matter of no. It's just a matter of brand. I mean, if you can yeah. position yourself like, like providing value uh, like that, it's it that that's not a problem. Especially if you don't want to grow. I mean, we talked about this last summer, Susan. I was sort yeah. of asking, asking, how long is the queue outside your door? I mean, you're one of the greatest UX people in the world. Uh, and I sort of imagine that you would have a 50 meter long queue of, of people just standing now, outside Gatsby, we're gonna take that, to. We're going to take that clip of him saying just that you're one of the greatest UX people mm-hmm. in the world. Like we're just going to take that yeah. audio clip okay. and and play so, it over so, and over, right? So, so, and, <laughs> and if you don't have an ambition to grow your business, uh, like employing 100 people or so, I yeah. mean, you can, just, you can just keep that line outside your door and then just select the ones you want to work with. Yeah, we are we are lucky in some sense in that way because we we mainly get our work through through people contacting us. Right, um, that's well, they, that's how we get almost all of our work yeah. as well. Same, yeah, same yeah, yeah, yeah. So so and uh, that's that's great, of course. But but uh, we <laughs> I, I I wish that we could <laughs> just pick the ones that, that yeah uh, yeah that really have uh, right. an society, but. That's not always the case, I, of course. I know, but I I kind of like that that approach. Um, talk but, but, for but a in, minute. In a way, yeah. <laughs> just, so we we do. You remember the I, I talked about why we started the company that to yeah. make a, 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 and as great a difference that we can, or as big an impact as we can, and yeah. that also means that we we as a consequence of it that we need to grow because we need to be more people in order in order to yeah. to participate in all the projects that we need to to be in in order to right. to make everyday everyday life easier and more fun for people that's true so we've see. made that decision so. i well i remember you know cuz i i make i'm in charge of a lot of the businessy decisions here though i mean obviously susan is the has the ultimate say but some of the smaller around the edge of stuff um you know i i kind of i kind of make some decisions and i remember a couple of years ago you know, she, you know, she called me uh, with, you know, we need to, we need to be saving the world. We, we need, we need, we need to be uh, helping humanity. Um, and, 
you know yeah. you say that now that this like it's a bad thing no <laughs> well no, no i just think he was a little usually i call with a little more uh uh small uh you know like we we need to get the new video up at, at the for this course <laughs> so he, this just struck him as a, kind of a, an unusual request uh, yeah. You know, but so I tried, you know, I tr and I've tried to take that to heart a little bit. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, because you that's what you do. I mean, he know, you know, I was serious about it. I, I, I do know you were serious about it. Yeah. You know, so we so uh, so we've tried to. I think I think if we were making a lot more money, we could do a lot more um, stuff to help promote uh to promote uh, the holistic, positive um, ideals of UX, uh, which is to kind of, which is kind of to make the world a better place, you know. And so, so, so we give like really steep discounts uh, to nonprofits um, that, you know, corporate client. You know, if you have a good mission, uh, we 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 go out of our way to kind of make things work if uh we you know we have so many free courses that we just try and give away that that hopefully are resources to people but mm -hmm. you know um it's it's at a certain point i think it's also a function of the business climate uh certainly in silicon valley you know every there there are all these companies and startups and initiatives to you know we're making a smart garbage can that uses solar power that you know and but but like um i think in in sweden if you have if you're making a product that also for example is sustainable mm -hmm. that is smart but it's also a huge selling point um that yes. i think that 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 will really appeal uh, to to the audience in Sweden, and that's not to say it's not a selling point in the United States, but I think it's a selling point and not a huge selling point. And so a lot mm. of the products we get, you know, that's that's on the list. That's part, yeah. you know, that's one of the factors that that they'd like to consider, but it's not up at the top. And so the projects that that uh, a lot of uh, American companies come to us with um, don't have the opportunity to have that focus you know that the client is mm -hmm. not asking uh for that sure. as directly um sure i mean but you don't i mean we we don't uh, only work with with uh, projects of clients that, that uh, has this dimension I and mean, you sure. don't have to i think but i bet you get I, more opportunities to do so than we do yeah possibly but i mean the us is, is a huge market <laughs> compared to sweden and uh, we are 130 designers. You are two, so you're on a much <laughs> you're on a much bigger market. Uh, and Susan's brand is is huge on your market. So I mean, you should you should be able to pick and choose just those clients if you really wanted to. You know, I do I do want you to know that we we ha have not forgotten the conversation we had in your in your dining room uh, about all this and. And we, uh, I think we've been uh, taking steps uh, to figure out what that means for us, and then to implement some things differently. And I, and we do have on our um, uh, uh, Kanban list uh, just a general project, internal project that's called Conversation with Ewan. So, and yeah. so, just so in, you know, in Asana, we, it's actually yeah, it's its own, yeah, it's its we own have project. Yeah, Asana and our Kanban list, and, <laughs> and we have details in it, and yeah, so we really. Uh, I mean, it's only been on there it. for two years. No, it's been on there for one year, yeah. and we have been working on it. Yeah. And I'll get off your back. I'm sorry. No, no, it, it, it's um, you have a a wonderful uh, a skill and experience in. Um, making user experience work, uh, you know, doing high quality user experience work and also doing it in a very uh, successful business and that, that grows. And uh, I mean, it, you're, you, you're one, you personally, and then your company are a wonderful example of how to, of how to make uh, 
UX work. And so uh, we we don't take your advice lightly at all. We definitely um, are when we're still thinking about it. And I think we've done some things towards it, but we probably we may need to move that higher up in priority on that Kanban list, Guthrie. Um, but I have I have a related. Go ahead. What? Yeah, yeah, either. I mean, we can you choose. We we can take this conversation uh, off the air, or we can do a series of podcasts. Just uh, this is the way that we need to change TNW. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, well, I think that would be an interesting uh, podcast series. Well, you know, yeah, that would be like uh, that podcast series that was a couple years ago called Startup, where they actually like you got to hear them uh, go through their, it was, it was a story about their own painful business <laughs> process and how they got going. We could do that. It's like, uh, uh, it's, we could just record all of our conversations. Um, feel, free, uh, feel free to cut this part out of the episode if you don't want. No, we're, no, yeah, we're, no, we're not, we're not, we're, we're not we're, scared to be vulnerable. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be open and vulnerable. Um, I do have a question, though, for you uh, about the um, what what do you see in terms of of UX staff and training? And uh, we I talk a lot with people. So I'm interested in kind of what you feel is going on in Sweden around this, because we talk with people, uh, you know, who they're feeling the crunch. Yeah, where it's like we can't. Yeah, the questions like, you know, we can't find uh, enough uh, senior UX people or we we don't know, uh, you know, the, how the best way to train UX people or the new people coming out. Oh, wait. Know. Oh, that is not what I thought. Oh, what you thought? What did you think? Well, we, was... keep, we keep getting projects from people from from teams being like, so we have, um, you know, we're an agile shop and we don't have any UX people and we don't have time or resources to hire any. And so we just kind of want to like smash UX in to, you know, like the little, they get like 10 days to do all the UX stuff. So we want, we oh, want yeah. our developers to do really good UX work. Um, yeah. So can you come like just train everyone? So we're, we're user centered well, focused, you know, but we're not going to okay. change our processor. Uh, or or emphasize it yeah. whatsoever. I and I think yeah, so, that's what I meant so, by you and you can you can comment on any of this. But one thing I think I'm I'm wondering if we're seeing a trend also. Uh, I mean, years and years ago, when um, usability and UX was relatively new, uh, I uh, we did do a lot of coming in and training the programmers and developers on it because. There weren't, you know, there was no such thing as having a UX team. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the UX grew and there were specialists. And then a lot of our work was around training and helping out the UX team. I sometimes wonder if we're seeing the pendulum go back the other way right now. Because we are, Guthrie, getting a fair amount of requests for uh, workshops in which the people at the workshop are the programmers and the developers, not the because they don't have a UX team, and I don't know that they're planning on having a UX team. Or maybe, so that, or maybe they have a couple people, but they but those people want, have multiple roles. Right, right. Mm, anyway, yeah. so you and we just threw a whole bunch of stuff at you. You can comment <laughs> on any of it. Okay, so a couple of thoughts. And first, I mean, the future is always already here. It's just unevenly distributed. Um, so, so, and and the trend is definitely towards uh, what Jared calls uh, infused, or where UX is infused in organizations. So, if you give in his example Disney seventeen years, they can go from terrible UX to 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 something like the the armband you get at Disney World. Um, so, so when when I mean we have clients on all these different development stages, uh, maturity mm-hmm. levels, or what you want to call it, and. Of course, they are uh, open to or possible to move to um, a, a different place to a certain degree. I mean, this is basically development psychology, Vygotsky, zonal proximal development, etc. So, so how far can you take an organization that's on this certain level uh, without 
without challenging them too much or or trying to get them to take a, a too big a step. Yeah. Uh, so, so I guess that's the, just just the first analysis. Whenever you talk to a client, okay, what 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 level of maturity are they on? What what kind of services would would benefit them at this stage? And don't try to take too big too big steps, and and don't either just cater to if they if they have the wrong setup when they come to you, say we want this, uh, then you can't, of course, just sell them what they what they ask for. You have to sort of understand their real needs and then suggest something that would give them uh, uh, benefits for, from what, where they are. Um, so, so, so we, yeah, we see both the, the kind of clients that you that you describe where they don't haven't yet realized that that they need uh, UX as, as uh, something uh, in their core, and and then of course, as I talked about. Uh, uh, earlier uh, like the finance sector where they're today very mature and, and they have big teams internally and, and sometimes it's, it's also sort of almost infused in all the different parts of of, of uh, the company and and of course the different services that they need need help with uh, at these different stages yeah yeah i i uh at one point years ago I had put together a a chart where you could uh, kind of rate your own, uh, you know, rate your UX maturity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just it's actually not that hard to do, right? I mean, you know, in, no, no. in yeah, terms sure. of what what are the factors, uh, and then um, it actually was really useful because then you could, you know, sit down with a client, you could go through, they could together, you could figure out what. You know, we I think we had level zero, one, two, three, or something like that. We might have had four levels, and um, then based on wherever you were uh, and how you answered the questions, it was it became really pretty clear. I mean, we could help you figure out. So, what is your next step to get you mm-hmm. to the next level? Yeah. Um, you know, what which pieces were you missing and what you should work on? So, Guthrie, I should maybe pull that. Pull that back out of retirement. Yeah, no, I mean, that's... Because um, it can be really useful. It really and can. It, yeah, and maybe we can even do that, to, you know, online and have people at least uh, start yeah. to get an idea of where of where they fit. We may have to update that. Yeah, to, uh, to, I can... To, to the we modern... Can, yeah, we can do yeah. that. There are a, a couple of uh, UX maturity models uh, around as well. I mean, if, yeah. If, Pick one yeah. and go with it. I think it's it's not that. Um, well, yeah. listen, Ewan, what what what's the? Do you have one thing you're working on in the next year that you are um, most excited about? Ah, uh, so well, there's there are actually a, a few different things, I guess. So um, one thing is uh, as as um, one of the reasons that that we would did this uh, merger with OF, uh, a, a, a larger company, um, was that they have like 600 architects um, and and uh, a lot of people, city planners, etc. Um, so we are now working a lot more with, with uh, trying to get that kind of business and designing experiences for, for parks or for yeah, when you say architects, you mean like actual architects, not yes, not yes. like not, not, information not, not, architects. <laughs> no, and not not software architects or or uh, anything like that. I mean, yeah. real real architects. Um, so so uh, finding ways to work with them to create great experiences in 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 the wild, in the real world. Yeah. And not only not only in, in one touch point, like creating a great app or, yeah. or creating a great website, etc. Right. Much more fun to. To 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 uh, to work in the in the world of, of all these different sensors that that are around and that you can play with in, in these environments and yeah. and create creating great experiences in in in, in places. Uh, so that's I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, and uh, well, another thing is it's it's pretty it's it's not that maybe high flying, but I think. Uh, design systems and all the discussions about design systems is 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 really really interesting uh, now. In, in there's so many clients who, who have become 
mature enough to to be to be able to talk about design systems beyond just having a sort of a map of all the different buttons and text etc on, on the wall or 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 a pattern library uh, uh, in their development uh, environment so just talking about design systems as a way of systematizing design uh, um, how the work is actually being being performed to to be able to do it as as efficiently as possible uh, and, and to get as high quality as possible. That's also something that I, that I think is really interesting that we're doing a lot of work in right now. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's some really cool. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's some really cool UX work that, uh, I don't think not, not every, uh, UX shop gets to do cool stuff like that. You know, a lot of, a lot of places just do websites, apps, websites, apps. Yeah. yeah, I love I love websites and apps, and I think <laughs> it's, it's really fun to do those as well. And 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 I think one of the one of the really great things about taking on this uh, this uh, slightly bigger perspective is that all of these places and all of these experiences they still use uh, website websites and apps. Right. <laughs> so 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 the bigger perspective just means that that we also get to do the websites and apps, but. Beyond that, we can we can look at the experience as a whole, yeah, uh, which is quite nice. Very neat. Hey, I really want to thank you for coming on and talking to us. And um, uh, we we always like staying in touch with you guys and and seeing what you're up to next. Uh, I think I think probably if people have listened to any of our podcast episodes, they know that. By this point, Guthrie and I are um, uh, fans of of Sweden. I had someone ask me recently, uh, I'm trying to remember who this was. It was someone I didn't know very well, and they just asked, you know, what's your what's your favorite place to visit in the in the world? And my answer was Sweden. So just so you know, we're we're fans. Uh, <laughs> wow, you're you're welcome back anytime. Yeah, so, well, I'll make say, you both the casserole, potato casserole. Yeah, and okay, I'll, I'll get some you are herring, on. So, yeah. We are coming back for another <laughs> potato casserole. I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah, I hope that we do get over there before too long. Um, we um we actually and? yeah we we've been we almost had a we almost had a gig and uh, and then it 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 uh, it's not happening. So we'll we'll see if we can in Sweden uh nearby nearby okay yes yeah. but we'll 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 see if we can't uh keep, we'll keep trying to put together, put uh, together some work near you and and come back and visit and thank you for yeah, for well, coming on the podcast well thank you for having me and come back and, yeah we'll we're, have you we're back not on doing here. anything we're just hanging out <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah sure just Invite me anytime. We can do some some uh, business work on the Team W next time, maybe. Yeah, well, you know, we might do that. That that would be very challenging. No, because with, uh, because I'm gonna end up having to do all of that, and it's gonna be so much work for me. It sounds <laughs> it sounds scary. Remember, Why can't yes, we just keep yes, doing yes, what we're doing, and I don't yes, have to do anything? That, that was your comment last summer as well, and I can see that you've been successful. So. <laughs> 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 we will post uh, contact information and for you, Ewan, and also about the the uh, business to buttons conference. Hey, is uh, there something else you wanted to plug? Any anything that uh, people we didn't should, get to? People should check out. Uh, no, I think I mean we are always looking for skilled UX and service design people. So of course, uh, I put a link in the show notes to our company and and also my email, of course, if there's anyone interested in in uh, joining a great team in, in uh, uh, primarily Sweden, uh, of course. Um, no, what else? I, yeah, on that on that note, uh, so you remember almost a year before Trump was elected, but when, when it was sort of uh, uh, clear that he was going to be the candidate, uh, I wrote this blog post uh, uh, that American designers were welcome to Sweden. And I, I still stand by that. If you have any, uh, I mean, great designers, if you want to escape, uh, U.S. for now. You're welcome to to come to school. <laughs> well, um, the conversation still comes up at my house. I will mm -hmm. tell you that. Uh, so, you might one of these days you might find uh, me and Guthrie and you know at your doorstep asking not only for potato casserole but 
Hey, uh, but I but I would move to Sweden regardless of who was president. So <laughs> yeah, the, there you go. Yeah, I I would yeah, too. You, yeah, you you're welcome even after he's he's been arrested. So. <laughs> Hey, Ian, it's been great talking to you. Take care. Yeah, you too. All right, thank you. Bye. Thank you, bye.